You're listening to the Light Forge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success with your co-hosts, ADWCTA and MERPS. Welcome back. Uh, we are doing the Priest for United in Stormwind Card Preview, Grinning Goat, Light Forge Podcast. Yeah. I'm Adam McDuff. This is Murps. This is where the energy gets low, but we got to keep mm-hmm. going. Got to talk fast. First card, Call of the Grave. This is another card that we talked about a lot. We had uh, discussions about this. This is a one mana shadow spell. Shadow Priest is back, by the way. Discover a Death Rattle minion. If you have enough mana to play it, trigger its Death Rattle. Super cool design. Very interesting. It's an A. I got it up to an A. I believe it is an A. Alright, you have your reservations, though. Okay, okay. So, I don't have that much reservations. It's just between whether it's an A or, or if it's a, a B plus. But I think A is A is probably fine for this. Um, you don't play it until later. You may guarantee that you're able to play whatever minion you play. But I think people are kind of... Like, it sounds crazy, right? Like, you just get whatever death rattle that you pick for free. And, and, and the normal card. And this is just one mana discover something that's like all very normal, right? Which is why it's rated so high. But it's also like you, you pick for the death rattle because you get it immediately over the card. But that means you're not getting the card you necessarily want. And if you get the card you necessarily want, you don't get the death rattle you want. So it's usually not worth it. It's usually more worth it to just get the death rattle you want rather than the, uh, the card. So you're losing a little bit of efficiency there. And then... There's a lot of mediocre death rattles in in this game. This is not all like large death rattles. Um, so so what if you end up getting something like a two two or draw a card uh, effect going on, right? If you get something around that value, like have you gotten something great out of it? Yeah. Have you gotten something more than you should have gotten out of it? Yeah. But what have you really gotten out of it? An extra mana's worth of stuff, like. Does that does that make this a really good card? Yes, it makes it a really good card. But does it make it like a super amazing card? Not really, because you can't think of it as like a one mana card that you could play on turn one. Because you you really shouldn't. This is effectively a one mana card, but you can't play it until turn like nine or something, right? Like, so it's like um, I don't know. I think I think there's a lot of inefficiencies built into this card that kind of keeps it under control that people don't quite realize, um, or they're quite not exactly internalizing as much. I agree. Uh, it's not always amazing. It's just usually very good. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely very good. You're definitely getting like more than you should with it. But like the, I think the trap is to think of it as a one mana card. Yeah, um, you're. This is a, a card in which. Remember how they had schemes that directly rewarded you for waiting and not playing yeah. a card. This is kind of the same thing, except it doesn't have to be in your hand, right? You could top deck it with ten mana, and you're like, "Ooh, okay, cool." Um, whereas the schemes, you know, th- this is kind of the same thing where you, you're just like, "Okay, well, it gets better if I don't play it." Right, it gets better if mm. I don't play it, and then at a certain point, and there's breakpoints, right? It's like, oh, after if I play it on six, I now have a chance of proccing like the uh, Burning Blade Acolyte, right? And if I play mm-hmm. it on whatever, I have another chance of proccing this Ringa Death Rattle, and so on and so forth. Um, 
So yeah, you, you want to be somewhat aware of those breakpoints. But yes, you know, this is just once again rewarding you for not playing something, and there is a cost to that. So uh, if you have this in your hand and you're not playing it, well, you you know, you're you're kind of it. It could have been spent. Uh, this slot or space could have been spent on a card that you could have used to maybe gain advantage. So we're talking a lot about the disadvantages, but. Um, because I think yeah, I mean, some obviously people, it's really good. Obviously, it's very we're good. Debating game. between a B plus and an A here, right? Um, and, and then we want to nitpick a little bit and, and say uh, why it is not the game breaker that some people mm. may think it is. But I, I think a lot of people are also with us here. It's like okay, it's very good, but not yeah. not so crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Next up is Shard of the Naru. Shard of the Naru. One mana holy spell. Silence all enemy minions. Tradable. So here is a nice little silence spell. You got to pay one mana for it. Super handy. Uh, tradable if you want to trade it and you don't have like good targets and you need something else. Uh, we gave it a C. Silencing all enemy minions requires multiple targets for it to really be effective. Otherwise, one mana for a silence is actually kind of just like not even great most of the time. Yeah. Remember, the big. This is one of the problems with the death rattles, right? The great big death rattles are mostly guns. Not that they don't exist at all, but your ratios are, are pretty bad. Um, and same here. Uh, there are mounts, which is what, uh, what this will be really good for. Um, and the tradable tag definitely helps. Like, I could see it being a C plus. It's definitely handy to have around, but it's just, it, it doesn't do enough. And it's a reactive card. So reactive cards kind of have to do a bit more if they're gonna be like very like kind of hard to play. Okay, uh, next we have Void Touched Attendant. It is a one mana, one three. Both heroes take one extra damage from all sources whatever whatever it's a one mana one three and it's a d plus on to the next one uh we have shadow cloth needle uh, what's up with all this embroidery people are like just embroidering things um it is a priest weapon two mana zero three after you cast a shadow spell deal one damage to all enemies lose one durability it's a d like deal one damage to all enemies is good <laughs> Uh, that's not bad at all. It's just, you have to cast shadow spells. How many shadow spells are you going to have, man? And, and you got to cast the shadow spells at the time that you want to also deal one damage to all the enemies. Right. Like, yeah. One is situational. The other is situational. The situations kind of have to line up. You're just getting very inefficient stuff. Um, yeah. And again, remember, Arcane Explosion is not a good card in today's meta. Yeah. But... Um, so this is so you got to get multiple of these off to like get it to actually work. This yeah look once again not an F it's a it's a mm -hmm. D. Um, I'm not mm -hmm. gonna say it's a strong D but it is uh, it avoids the the F category um, because the one deal one damage is you know it's useful it could be useful. Um, next we have Twilight Deceptor. Twilight Deceptor is a 2-mana two 2-3 two, battle cry. If any hero took damage this turn, draw a shadow spell. It's not bad. It is a C+. Um, but once again, you're... If it was just like draw a card or draw a spell, yeah, that'd be nice. That would be nice. 
Shadow spell. But you need to still have a shadow spell in your deck. Yeah, that's and a little it, specific. It probably won't work as a two drop. Yeah, so that's that's part of the problem. Uh, C plus is good. C plus mm -hmm. is is it makes it a tier higher than what it's supposed to be. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. And like, even if you can, right, you still have to like use a min. Like, let's say like you have a three drop, your opponent has a three drop, and now you're gonna play this on turn four with another two or something. You still have to force your three drop to go face, which limits your like choices, right? Like you can't eat the other person's drop or anything like that. Like there's 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 cost to getting this extra shadow spell. There definitely is, yeah. Um, and if you guys want to look at shadow spells that are, uh, like you know that you might be drafting, um, really the ones that that you're looking for is shadow word death like shadow word death is probably the one that you're just like oh man like i'm gonna draft this a lot there's like shadow word ruin but you're not drafting that a lot and plus it's like an an epic and it's like are you also drafting uh thrive and call of the grave <laughs> yeah i mean that's another epic and i know that epics are like not as rare as they used to be but still um, Thrive in the Shadows, uh, that's another shadow one. You're not drafting shadow form probably that often. Uh, so, yeah, those are yeah. those are some you, of you the... Don't, you don't have that many shadows. You don't have that many. Deck. You really don't. That So when, it, when the stipulation is like, oh, you need shadow spells, you, you really wish it was just spells, like any yep. spell. Okay, uh, next we have Scyfiend. 3 mana, 3, 4. After you cast a shadow spell, once again, deal 2 damage to each hero. Which no one cares about. No one cares so. about. It's a C tier, which means we just don't give anything for the ability. Um, we just don't. Uh, Next is Void Shard, 4 mana, shadow spell, deal 4 damage, life steal. Uh, this is C tier. Like, 4 mana, deal 4 damage, not good. So it's just getting this for the fact that it life steals and for the fact that it can go face. Yeah, uh, which is uh, not really what priests do, but again, in this meta, everyone does it. Everyone has to be going face because everyone's going to be picking battle ma uh, battlegrounds battle master, which means going face is having the ability to, uh, to to end games is valuable to every single class. Like this is going to be an aggressive meta. All right, next we have dark. Bishop Benedictus. Uh, five mana, five, six. Legendary minion. Start of game. If the spells in your deck are all shadow, enter shadow hmm. form. Hmm. Okay, so it's a five mana, five, six. It's, yeah, it's a five mana, five, six. That means it is a C tier. Uh, you know what? That's not actually a C tier. I don't know why I have it as a C tier. It's a, it's a D plus tier. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Benedictus. I'm sorry, bro. Damn. Damn. All right. Well, got demoted. Live on stream. All right. Finally, we are at Elec Mount. This is the card people freaking freaked out over when it was revealed. Seven mana spell. Not a shadow spell. Uh, give a minion plus four plus seven and taunt. When it dies, summon an Elec. And an Elec is a four seven taunt. It's like all the other mounts. And uh, it is a B plus. 
This good. is not a insanely good overpower card. It is just a regular super good card. Yeah, it's the good. Pluses are really good. You should definitely draft this all the time. But this is not like a broken card because you need something to play it on. You cannot just play this card when you have no minions. So it will be stuck in your hand a lot. And when you do play it out, yeah, you are getting a lot of things to it. Yeah, all the taunts work like super well, especially because you're a priest. But it's still just a bag of stats, uh, and even taunted stats. And there's only so high a bag of taunted stats can go. Yeah, uh, B plus I think is fair. Like this, it's not the most elegant and flexible of cards. Um, and it, you know, compared to other mounts, it only has taunt and a pile of stats, but you are paying a lot. Remember, some of the other mounts are like two, three mana. Mm -hmm. This is seven mana, so yeah, you're, you are paying for it. Um, it's just like a better Spike Ridge Steed, right? Yeah. Which matters, (laughs) like, I, but saying a card is a better Spike Ridge Steed it doesn't have the same effect. Like, if you mm-hmm. were telling people when Spike Ridge Steed was coming out that it's like, oh, in future sets, a better Spike Ridge Steed is coming out, they'd be like, what the heck, man? <laughs> um, but yeah, now we have a better Spike Ridge Steed, and we're just like, okay. Yeah. It's it's good. Card. It's a B plus, mm-hmm. right? B plus. Well, once again, B pluses um, are cards that are like if you could identify b pluses in your deck you're like these are by far the best cards in my deck yeah like your chances of getting a cards first of all not every class even has a cards remember that and in neutrals i mean every class does have them just not necessarily the set you mean yeah 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 yeah, exactly and your chances of being able to draft basically any a or a plus card it's like it's not even guaranteed in every draft right you're going to be able to draft mm-hmm. quite a few b pluses a's yeah. are like oof and s's it's like i don't even know if your class has that <laughs> right now yeah, most classes don't most have classes s don't cards. have s cards there's, right now there's like literally uh, like maybe like a dozen s cards ever published yeah that, that weren't nerfed um so yeah so we're, we're, we're at the top of what is what is normally seen in, in decks. Yes. So, um, yeah, if you want to... it's not above that, right? That's no, the thing. No. Right? Like, when people freak out about, about a card, I'm always like, oh, crap, is this, like, an overpowered card? And it's like, no, it's not an overpowered card. It's just a very, very good card. Uh, whereas for Battlemaster, right, that gets an A because you look at that and you're like, that's going to change the shape of how everything freaking works. It's going to end games that shouldn't end. Like, that is an overpowered card for neutral. Right. Um, so, yeah. The big bad boogeyman, like, Alec Mount. Uh, and, and I avoided the conversation when it first came out. But I, I agreed. I was just like, okay, this is this is obviously very good, right? So, uh, the, for us, a B plus is... It's like almost 200 on our scale. So this would be like a 190, right? This would mm-hmm. be like a 190. And that's very, very good. Super good. That's very, very Super good. Super good card. Um, not breaking the game. But yeah, it's not... Um, yeah. It, it, once again, it is not like... Uh, um, going to be a super duper premium that you only see a few times. It's fine. Yeah. It's so fine. 
So what do you think about, now that we've seen all the Priest cards, what do you think about Priest in this upcoming meta? Like, how do classes that don't normally do Paladin-y, Hunter-y, kind of like Demon Hunter-y, Druid-y... Like, so far we've seen Mage, right, that typically isn't on the board aggressive. Priest is, all, like, rarely on the board super aggressive. How, how do you think these classes are going to do in this meta? I have no idea. Because <laughs> Priest is one of those things where uh, their game plan is not super coherent right now with the stuff that left um i think they need a little bit of help with the offering rates i, I, I just think mm. so um and that will shape what everything will look like because right now it I, i'm not seeing the priest uh game plan here like it's not exactly clear uh and what the new cards do a lot of times it's like okay does this strengthen a current play style and by current playstyle, I mean the playstyle that is left over after the rotation, right? Right. So, uh, does it strengthen the playstyle that they have, if they even have one? Um, and with Priest, I'm like, I don't see it, first of all. I don't see what their playstyle is nowadays. Like, we, we knew yeah. what their playstyle was before. So, and then this doesn't add to anything. Because th <laughs> this weird shadow thing, it's like, God. Um, it's like that Mean Girls meme. It's like, stop trying to make Shadow Priest work. Uh, kind of thing it just mm -hmm. i don't know they they definitely need some help and what micro adjusts do a lot of times if you guys aren't aware it doesn't just uh kind of adjust it gives the class an identity um yeah. when they adjust so i'm waiting for that i'm waiting for the adjust i'm waiting for the identity because they don't they didn't have one after the rotation on paper priest is going to come out of the eight sucking yeah um, and then this doesn't do anything because it's trying to do its own little stupid shadow priest thing, which doesn't mm -hmm. work. Uh, at least, definitely doesn't work by itself right now in the arena. Yep. Um, so we'll see what happens. All right, that's it for priest. I want to give a shout out to Four P and Brand New for putting up with us and are doing this till two a.m. shenanigans. Um, Spending a lot of time on this uh, Google Excel spreadsheet going back and forth over uh, over cards. Me poking brand new every now and then and be like, hey, do this thing on your calculator. Because I need it because we were traveling and I didn't have my computer. And I was like, I, I can only have one calculator on my phone open. So I need to use your calculator too. So oh do God. this equation because I need to keep this over here. Um, I, yeah, so sometimes I got lazy and didn't put it into Excel. But um yeah so thank you guys so much and uh yeah we'll see everybody in the next class which bye welcome back to the lightforge podcast uh, united in stormwind card preview valuation stream podcast vod this is abuto this is murphs uh let's talk about rogue. extortion okay. oh Yes, right. Yeah. Uh, SI7 Extortion. First card, first card. One mana, tradable. Deal three damage to an undamaged character. So it's a tradable uh, backstab, but. The tradable one mana. Stack backstab. I know. Because instead of zero mana, two damage, it's one mana, three damage, which. Not as good. But okay, tradable is so good here because you've you've been in this position where you get a backstab in the late game and you're like, oh, it's such a premium card, but I don't care. 
because I just need something that's more than you know what zero mana would give me. And that's what SI7 Extortion does. So the tradable is actually making a pretty big difference here. It's uh, We gave it a C+. Um, normally one mana deal three damage to an undamaged character is really not that great by today's standards. Uh, but it's fine, and tradable really pushes it uh, over the edge to, to be C+. Like, it's a decent card, right? It's like a normal card, but it's a decent normal card. Yep. Okay, next up, Garot. Garati? Uh, Garot. Garot is, is apparently what this card is called. Uh, it is two mana. Deal two damage to the enemy hero. Shuffle three bleeds into your deck that deal two more when drawn. Uh, this is like Sinister Strike, but potentially better. I don't even know. Uh, it's a nothing in the arena. It's a... It's a yeah it's an F next up the legendary card is a 2 mana 3-2 you start the game as a different class until you play a rogue card it's Maestra of the Masquerade um. uh, this is super cool like in terms of the uh, I mean first of all look at the art the art is cool the flavor is cool right it's like um, it's cool it's just not good it's not particularly useful we just kind of rated it whatever we'd rate a raptor which is a d plus that's it it's like you can use it to try to style on people um but that's that's it okay next, next. up is lone shark three mana three four so on curve battle cry give your opponent a coin death rattle you get two coins Uh, we rated this a C plus. We thought this was good. I thought this was good too. I, I had to think about this for a second. Like, yeah, you give your opponent a coin first. Um, are you gonna not be able to kill this off? You should be able to kill this off. Yeah. Um, and then the two coins is pretty powerful. Like, two that's, coins is better than one. Whew, crazy idea, right? Mm. So yeah, you give them the coin first. You don't get, but once you get two, like that's you do get to use both of them if you so choose. Mm-hmm. So you get the ring nice. stuff. Like you can do a lot of things with it. Trigger combos. Yeah. It's it's good. It's not like super powerful. It's, it's not C+, super powerful, but it's definitely right. like significantly better than just a three four. Like you'll you'll take this trade and be very happy with it any day. Yeah. Uh, next we have SI seven operative. Uh, this is a three mana two four rush. After this, attacks a minion. Gain stealth. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, this is a, a, a C because it's fine. 2-4 rush, and then you, like, stealth your, like, 2-1 or, like, whatever. And then you get the last hit off. You could trade with everything. Yeah, it's fine. Like, the, the problem is, once again, it's just the 2-4 the stat line is yeah. unspectacular. It is very good that it gains rush, though, because... Or, sorry, it gains stealth after the rush... Uh, because it's so easy to value trade into this uh, yep. in many ways, uh, so it avoids that. But you once just again, have to have a target that's not a four three when this comes out, and then you're you're yeah. kind of set with getting the value out of this. Yep. Okay. Um, but yeah, this is like a curve card. You can just think of it as a curve card. Um, next up is sketchy information. Three mana. Draw a death rattle card that costs four mana or less. Trigger its death rattle. 
So this is the rogue version of that insane priest card, and it is like so much worse because <laughs> it's three mana instead of one. And it has to be in your deck. I, I, um, I kind of don't understand. And it has to be small. I don't understand. What, why yeah. do these two cards both exist in the same set? I'm not sure. I don't know. Like, it's it's bad. Anyways, this is a D. It's not useless. It's, like, not completely useless. Um, but it, it, it's a D. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's that, That's it. It's, uh, it's nowhere close to a D plus either. It's a, it's yeah, a D. Yeah, it's just a, it's, it's a D. It's a D. I, I, just, I don't understand. I don't understand why this card and the other card exists. Um, but okay. Um, next up, Counterfeit Blade. Four mana, four, two weapon. Battlecry. Gain a random friendly death rattle that triggered this game. Okay. So, it's, it is rogue. So, you do want to be able to dagger. So, that's bad. But, but, but it's a, it's a, it's a freaking true silver. That has an extra death rattle that is triggered immediately upon playing this card. Like, um, well, no, 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 not it's not triggering. You gain a friendly death oh. rattle. Oh, no, 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 you don't. Oh, get Oh, I see. Okay, so you gain the death rattle. So okay, so it's triggered two turns from now. Then it's so triggered. It is, it is two delayed turns. a turn. Um, it's triggered like on the next turn. On probably. the next turn. Okay, fine. Yes, fine. But still. That's like a, an extra bonus that you shouldn't get on an already very good card. Yeah, I agree. It is very, very good. Um, we have this as an A. Like, yeah. This is this is really good. Because uh, there are some decent death rattles, and I, I understand you don't get to pick. It's random. But that's a lot. That's, that's like a lot for what you're supposed to get. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, this is going to be an A. Next up is SI7 Informant. SI7 Informant, uh, Battlecry, gain plus one, plus one. It's a four mana, three, three. Battlecry, gain plus one, plus one for each SI7 card you've played this game. <laughs> so now uh, SI7 is a tribe that synergizes with, with SI7. This feels highly unnecessary. Yeah, this is... Uh, ugh. Yeah, like, just design wise, I don't know what they're going for. I I don't I don't know what they're going for either. Um, and I I don't exactly know like what are the other SI seven cards like not in this set. I have no idea. Anyways, uh, we put this as a or I guess you put this as a F plus, and I was just like, sure, why not? Yeah, because there's SI seven cards that are like in this set even right. Yeah. Like yeah. you have uh you have uh SI seven uh assassin, you have SI seven operative, you have that neutral SI seven, then there's uh you know, the normal SI seven agent. Um oh wait, no, there's no SI seven agent anymore, right? That's no. standard. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so that's that's it. Um so it's a four mana three three with like a little bit of uh of possible upside. Alright. Let's talk about the next card. We have the SI7 Assassin. It's a 7 mana 4 4. Costs 1 less for each SI7 card you've played this game. Combo uh, Destroy an enemy minion. That's pretty good. Like, even. Alright, look, you're not playing that many SI7 cards, alright? But yes. if you combo this, you do get to destroy an enemy minion. 
and so, put it on 4-4. But the problem is it's 7 mana, and it's not really going to cost less, probably, because you probably haven't played other SI7 things before. Uh, maybe one. So uh, it's going to be a hard-to-trigger late game, but it is a hard removal with a 4-4. So it's just like a way-too-expensive large card. Yeah, that's the problem with it. It's really expensive, and you have to combo it to destroy an enemy minion. Um, so it is a D. Yeah, it's just it costs so much, and you have to combo it. It's that's rough, man. Yeah, that's and really remember, rough. everyone's going kind of fast in this meta, so you you may be kind of out of cards by the time you get to SI seven assassin combo potential. Yep. Like you're gonna have to like top deck it maybe. Like not the like the the combo piece. I mean, it's All also right. really weird how like because SI seven is not a tribe, so no. you just have to like read names and then just be like, oh okay, it's a SI seven thing. I, I identifying things without a tribe just feels weird to me in Hearthstone. You know, hashtag mm-hmm. treants. Yeah, it's just it's strange. It's very strange. Okay, I don't All like right. it. So. There's a counterfeit blade, and kind of not much else going on for rogue, mm-hmm. and um, that yeah, that and makes a pretty sad rogue. Yeah, it's not a good set overall for rogue. Um, it, it's really not. The blade uh, is quite good, like quite good. And I understand. I, I see some people saying um, you're not like super likely to have, uh, or you're just not likely to have a death rattle by turn four. And that's absolutely correct. And sometimes you just have to play this as a like bad true silver, uh, but a bad true silver is still not bad. True and then of course are really good. Yeah. And then when you play it later on uh, and you get the death rattle, cause after you, at some point you're going to have some death rattles, uh, then you get like super value from it. Right. So that's good. That's, that's very good. Yep. So that's Rogue. There's really not much to say about Rogue. Um, it's just kind of bad for, for this set. Um, you can... Now, the good part about Rogue... Or the original good part about Rogue is always that its hero power is very good. But we, we're kind of past the point now where hero powers make a huge difference. Because the, the power level of cards have, have so eclipsed that of hero powers, which have basically not moved. Um, that, yes... The kind of meta that we're stepping into would be perfect for a dagger with that tempo kind of like hero power but now tempo has gotten so much farther than that that daggering is super anti-hero power remember two mana two damage bad for tempo super bad for tempo these days so you're you're kind of just not having a lot to work with um as as a rogue like you, you need to rely on the rogue winning combo from before is efficient octobot right it's still going to be efficient octobot that's that's all you have going for it efficient octobot and vomit stuff out and go face and hope for the best yep cool all right that's rogue pretty meh stuff all right um, okay, oh, so apparently SI7 Agent is not out, according to chat. I don't know why I remember it being out. Regardless, regardless, that's it for Rogue. We are heading deep into the night. We've got Shaman, and then Warlock, and then Warrior, and we are out. 
All right. See you guys in the next video. Slash podcast episode. Slash, you know. You guys know. See ya. See ya. Welcome back. This is the United in Stormwind Arena card preview, review, evaluation, stream, whatever, LifeWord podcast, training go, I'm looked up. This is Murps. Uh, let's get through this. Let's get through this. We need to give the people scores. So, um, yeah, let's, let's do it. Three classes left. We are fading and fading fast. Maybe I'm going to pump some more monster into me. Oh, my God. I don't know if that's um, a good idea. Okay. Mi mi midnight monster? Midnight monster. Oh, God, that's a All terrible right. idea. First, we have investment opportunity. Uh, 25th anniversary Pokemon cards. Let me tell you guys about that later, but not now. One mana, draw an overload card. Okay, okay, okay. Let me let me break this down for you again, because because I've I've said it before. You try to get a card now, you can't just pay one mana for it. That your new card has to also be reduced by one mana. That's how things work now. Okay, that's how that's how all the studies work. That's how like just that's that's what's normal now. So this card doesn't do that. It just draws an overload card. Um, and and so that's not that good. Um, so it's not like a premium card or anything. It's a C. It's like a little bit better than a Yeti. You will you will take this card and you will be okay with it. But you will not be happy. Yeah, so it's like a low C. Um, it's not a yeah. bad card though. Because once again, re remember what, what we're trying to do is like preserve the quality of your deck, right? Um, and overload cards tend to be good. Like they tend to mm -hmm. be quite good. So they're all class cards. They're all class cards, first of all. So what you're saying is like I'm kind of preserving the quality of my deck, and I'm drawing through it. Um, so yeah, I am paying for this. Sometimes you're just gonna have a mana floating, right? Once again, this is not great. It's a low C, so it's like a hundred barely. It is mm -hmm. a one hundred, and what it means is. On average, um, uh, so it, it, if this is a Yeti, Yeti is a subpar card in your deck now. Mm -hmm. um, what you are looking for is uh, a, like the average card in your deck that you're going to have is about a C plus. Like it, it's going to be about C plus, almost close to like a B, like or, around there. Um so this isn't exactly that good, but it preserves the uh, the quality of your deck. Cool. Next, we have another Shaman 1-mana spell, Overdraft. Overdraft is tradable, but what it does is it unlocks your overloaded mana crystals to deal that much damage. Okay, so it's doing two things. First, it is unlocking your mana crystals so you can get them back. And second, it deals that much damage, so it's a removal. So if you can get it to trigger on one overload mana crystal, it's basically a zero mana card that deals one damage, so it's a Moonfire. If you can do it on two mana crystals, then it is a Innervate plus a Backstab, which is super good. And then if you can't do any of that because you like don't have overloaded cards or whatever, you can then just trade it. So it's all kinds of flexible. Now, the problem is, there's not that many overload cards that overload for more than one. 
And so you're gonna do you're gonna have to do stuff like like combo two overload cards the turn before before you use overdraft to be able to get any like better than moonfire value out of it. So it's a good combo piece, but you gotta like kind of weigh the odds of being able to hit that combo. Yeah. When you hit it, it's so good. Like when you hit it on two over uh overloaded mana crystals or even more potentially, it's mm -hmm. ridiculously good. But you gotta get that first. Um it's a yeah. C plus. And it's hard to set up. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's a C plus. We rate it a C plus. If you don't get Yeah, if you don't get two, you need two. If you don't get two, what are you doing? What are you moon firing, you know? Like just trade it. Yep. Okay. What uh? What is next? Next is a auction house gavel. Auction house gavel. Two mana. Two two weapon. After your hero attacks, reduce the cost of a battle cry minion in your hand by one. So battle cries are everywhere. So you're you're probably going to be able to hit it twice, um, and it could be even uh, hit the same card twice if you just don't play it the next turn. So. It's a 2-mana two 2-2 two, two weapon, which honestly is not that great these days, but it's got a decent ability that helps it out a bit. Ends up being a B plus. It's a very good card. It's very good. Yeah, the reduction is real. You're always going to get that, almost always going to get that reduction. So, um, really freaking good. Yeah. Next is... a. Legendary card, Boner Hammerbeak, 2-mana 1-4. After you play a Battlecry minion, repeat the first Battlecry played this turn. Alright, um... This card, I was high on. Uh, and you were just like, eh... Like, a little bit skeptical about... Mm -hmm. I think that it's going to... Alright, look, this is not a 2-drop. Like, you could. You could drop it on 2. Don't drop it onto it's a combo piece right it's a combo piece repeating the first battle cry play this turn you you do have to like set up the pieces right you you need this legendary you need the battle cry and then you need other battle cries to sort of like keep the chain going as well but when it's good it's really good so um it, it's it's a b in the end it's like you got to set it up but it's because it's like barely a two drop. Yeah, it, it's so not. A two it's drop. just a combo piece. Yeah, and you have to have ba a battle cry that you actually want to trigger. Right, times. right. So you need to have this in your hand. You need to have something that you want to trigger again, and then that has to be played first. Although that doesn't really matter. And then you want to play another battle cry. Right. So um, that's fine. It's like it's a lot. It's a lot. It's not as hard as some people think it is, but it's also not as easy as some people think it is so it's um it's interesting like it's it's a b mm -hmm. okay next one is a charged call three mana nature spell uh discover a one cost minion and summon it upgraded for each overload card you played this game so thankfully so, it's you played this game not like you played when this is in your hand <laughs> thankfully mm -hmm. but 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 still it's not like good. you're discovering a even if you discover a three cost minion and summon it it's not particularly great it's like bad because you have to summon it this turn and you summon it so you don't get any battle cries associated with it so 
you gotta at least get to four. Like, how many Overload cards are you able to play? Yep. So, with the charge call, um, it is a solid D. Sorry. Mm, bad card. Uh, okay, now we get to the next card, Canal Slogger. I know some people like this card. Uh, so it's kind of creepy looking. It's a 4-mana, 6-4 elemental. I don't know how this is an elemental, I don't understand. Uh, with Rush and Lifesteal, and it overloads for 1. Um, good. I mean, <laughs> like, real good. Yeah. Uh, and, like, okay, okay, Blizzard. Yeah. Just make these cards. Yeah, like, okay, so this is a B+, plus, um, which is quite good. Uh, so if you want to ask what exactly holds it back, right? Well, it overloads for one, so it's like five mana. It's like five. Mana. Um, the life steal is relevant. That's nice. But if it has life steal, you kind of wish it had a little bit more health, so maybe it could stick around a little bit more. Mm -hmm. The six damage is nice. It's a little bit overkill. Something like once again, we're you know we're picking right, but in order to to get to an A, you either have to have um, immense pop off potential, or you have to just be better <laughs> uh and this yeah. is just like just this is better than it should be yeah. but not like super better than it should be. right it's just very obviously better than it should be right like what what makes people like this card is that it's so easy to see how overpowered it is compared to what normal cards are that do similar things yeah but it's not like that much more overpowered than normal cards that do similar things so it's not like breaking the game it's just kind of why are you doing this blizzard like why yep i just realized we didn't rate the next card huh <laughs> there's no rating there by the way oh crap did i forget to rate this card <laughs> i think you forgot to and because you forgot to do it i didn't follow suit that's great wait no i did rate this card i don't see it Okay, well, that's fine. I will rate this card now because I remember the rating. All right, it's Granite Fog Forgeborn. Granite Forgeborn is a Yeti that is an elemental with a battle cry that says, Reduce the cost of elementals in your hand and deck by one. So you get a nice little bonus of a whole bunch of potential tempo. Um, and, uh, and, and this is a uh, C plus. Alright. Um, I, I, I didn't count how many elementals you're supposed to have, so I have no idea. You're supposed to have a decent amount of elementals, but you can't, like, play them all at once because you're only reducing their cost by one. Um, like, it, it sounds stronger than it is, I think, because people are like, oh my god, just all the elementals from here on out reduce... Uh, uh, by by one, like sure, like even if you get this to trigger three times, four times over the course of uh, of the game, uh, they're still coming in late. Like they're not coming on this turn; they're like delayed mana gains, and you end up gaining like some mana, but not like of the most ridiculous amount. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. You can see how mu how much uh, I care about this right now, but yeah. no, I mean, like it's this fine. is not. This is just not a card that's uh, that's that's kind of like running things, right? Like if you math out how much mana you're actually gaining and uh, and how when you're gaining the mana, it's 
it's good, but it's not it's not kind of changing the game. Okay, next we have Spirit Alpha. Spirit Alpha is a four mana two five. After you play a card with Overload, summon a two three Spirit Wolf with Taunt. Uh, and here, oh oh oh, this one is huh? Yeah, what? Yeah. it's like this. Oh, okay. And it's a C. <laughs> yep, it is a C. That's fine. So, yeah, like it's 4 mana 2 5, obviously very bad, but if it's a 4 mana 2 5 with a 2 3 taunt, obviously very good. So you just have to play with an overload card, or you can even play it, it's probably going to live, and then you play an overload card uh, uh, afterwards. Um, and because it's summoning stuff with taunt, it like it can protect itself if you have more overload cards. It's these like combo-y pieces, but again, how many overload cards do you have? How many overload cards can you stuff into your arena deck? It's not that many. Yep. Alright, next we have Tiny Toys. Oof. Tiny Toys, it's an epic spell, 6 mana. Summon four random five cost minions. Make them two two. First of all, you're getting a lot of stats, like split stats, mm -hmm. right? So you're getting a six mana for eight eight split stats. This is a A. We put this as an A. Like I looked at the uh, the five um the five cost minions now. <laughs> This is going to be interesting. Stay with me here. Uh, there are obviously quite a few good ones, right? Uh, there are obviously quite a few good ones that if you hit them, holy shit, you, you might just win the game. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm talking about like Graybo, right? Like you, like that is a five cost minion. Um, there's also just like, oh, you can like have a divine shield here. Like, um, you know, like uh stuff with spell poisonous yeah poisonous and then of course like burning blade accolade right the interesting thing oh yeah and people are mentioning like the new spider that's coming sure have that that's another great one okay um the problem is if you get mortuary machine now i specifically talked about this situation with adult i was like okay i think this is an a because the the, uh, the times in which you just get all of these incredibly good, and you have four chances, right? So the chances of you getting something with a significant bonus on top of the 2-2 two -two is fairly high. Like, I looked at all of them. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is pretty high. For you to get one of the 2-2s two to be, like, pretty good. It doesn't have to be Burning Blade Accolade good, um, but pretty good. Uh, the problem is Mortuary Machine. So we decided that at the end of the day, and if you guys aren't aware, Mortuary Machine is, it gives all of the minions that your opponent plays reborn, which sucks. Um, the real problem with Mortuary Machine is that it's too big and it's hard to kill off. So like its size and over tempo actually works against it. And here at the very least, okay, at, at least if you get a Mortuary Machine, you can always and by always, I mean almost always, but really always. You can always kill it off to prevent the extreme downside of Mortuary Machine. So after discussing, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm more okay here. Because even if you get Mortuary Machine here, it's not as bad as playing an 8-8 Mortuary Machine. Um, so that's it. 
you just get a yeah. butt ton of stats so much stats of uh, and, and so much advantage for it um but you have a chance of rolling the mortuary machine so this is uh like what the shaman is now the last card for the shaman so we could talk about shaman as a whole you have tiny toys which is really just the bag of stats on turn four uh, on turn six you have canal slogger which is really just a bag of stats with rush on uh, on turn four you have um, Auction House Gavel, which is really just a bag of stats uh, for, for your weapon um, that then makes your Battlecry minions temple out harder. Like, w w what is Shaman now? It's just like overpowered stuff. Yeah, they just pa play overpowered stuff. That's it. It just feels like, like Paladin. Kind of. Sort of, yeah. It's very, very weird for your shamans to feel like paladin. Now, that being said, this is a great meta to, to try to imitate a paladin um, for the arena because of uh, what all the uh, what all the cards are pushing towards, all this temple play, all this potentially game-ending plays, uh, with, with reach and all that. So I think shaman's in a, in a very good position. But when you're playing shaman, you just gotta... Like, I mean, I guess they were always, like... A class which relied on just having overpowered cards and not having a particularly clear identity in the arena otherwise. Um, but it's it's more so... I mean, it's even more so now than, than it was. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's basically it. I, I think Tiny Toys is like a good example of what it is. Like, alright, have a bunch of stats and have extra stuff that probably translates to more stats right um yeah they, they just play powerful stuff that's it yeah um i don't know maybe uh, I, like i don't know how interesting it'll be but it'll certainly be random and they do have a lot of synergies that's built up and if you can get these overload synergies working it'll be like really good but um you're looking at all these overload synergies there's no overload cards they added one overload card into the pool here in Canal Slogger, which you're going to take every time it pops up, basically. But it's a four-mana card, so it doesn't really combo too well with anything. And it only overloads for one. So you're really going to have to get the pieces from elsewhere. And are you going to be able to do that? It's going to be really hard in Arena. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. That's it for Shaman. Uh, we're going to come back with, uh, with Warlock. Bye. Welcome back to the United in Stormwind card review by the Grinning Go Lightforge podcast. This is Advokta. This is Murps. Uh, let's talk about Warlock. Let's do this. All right. Okay. First card is Touch of the Nathrazim. Nathrazim. Um, this is a one mana shadow spell. Deal two damage to a minion. If it dies, restore four health to your hero. Restoring four health is quite good. It's pretty uh, good. Yeah. Uh, Dealing two damage to a minion for one mana. Yeah, it's mm. okay. <laughs> it's it's okay. It this but is like it's gonna pass. die. Like yeah. why would you deal two damage to a minion unless you're gonna kill it, right? So you're almost guaranteed the four health. We know how these cards are. This is like um, the mortal coil, right? Like you're guaranteed the card. Yeah, cards. the final grasp. Yeah, it's like mortal coil, final grasp, that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. it's a C plus. Mm. Cool. Uh, next, we have Bloodbound Imp. It's a 2-mana, two 2-5 two demon. Whenever this attacks, deal 2 damage to your hero. Um, 
We rated this as a B. I think it's like a low B, but it's a very low B. It's a very low B. If <laughs> if you want to call it a C plus, I'm fine with that. But it's like a very low B. Um, look, it's overstated, and it's a demon that matters, right? That like matters definitely. I don't love the fact that it's like if you are having this ability, it's like please have more attack. <laughs> I, w- I want more bang for. You know, like, bang for the buck if I'm taking damage while you're attacking. But it's a big body. Um, you can do things with it. So it's it's a beat. It's fine. Yeah. Um, it It's one of those things where if your opponent tries to attack it, you've gotten way too much value out of it. So they probably won't try to attack it. But then you're guaranteed initiative, right? And yeah. that's, that's, what's, uh, that's what's important. And it's also a demon, which is really freaking scary to leave the warlocks with. Uh, like, this thing can be buffed easily. Yep. Okay. Next, we have another mount. Dreaded mount. Three mana. Give a minion plus one, plus one. When it dies, summon an endless dreadsteed. So if you guys remember dreadsteed, um, it's not the one that it was before. It got nerfed. So the new dreadsteed is a four mana, one, one demon. With the death rattle at the end of the turn, summon Tamsin's Dreadsteed. So it's not a Dreadsteed that like can keep on procking over and over and over again. You only get one per turn now, um, which has implications with a lot of things, but that's fine. This is not good. <laughs> yeah, this is the only mount. This is like, what are you doing? The mount that you look at and you're like, that's it? That's all I get? And look, I understand. You, afterwards, you get a 1-1 one, one that you can keep on using. And yeah, it's a demon as well. But man, as a warlock, like you just buffing something plus one plus one for three, three mana. mana. Oh, that that's painful, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, like as the uh, as the paladin, you get like basically the same thing, at least as far as the next three turns is concerned, for two mana, and you get a divine shield. Yeah. Like um, like it, this this takes so long to pay off. This is a D plus. Um, still mount, still pretty good, uh, but it does take a while for it to really pay off. That's really the problem with it. Um, you want to front load more of the things. It's like, I mean, this is the endless backloading, right? Because the yeah. Dreadsteed is infinite, so you're endlessly backloading it. And if you can guarantee that the game goes on for like 12 more turns, wow, that's such good value. That's amazing. But you don't know. And this Still, this could kill you. And it's like it's really meant for like sacrificing, um, but it's arena, right? You don't get to just put a bunch of sacrifice cards in this game. Yep. Um, All right. Next is the Rune Mithril Rod, three mana, O two weapon. After you draw four cards, reduce the cost of cards in your hand by one. Uh, lose one durability. Yikes. So, so, so like, as uh, combo-y stuff is happening constructed, I guess, because it takes a while to draw four cards. Reducing the cost of all cards in your hand by one is fine and all, but you can't play them all at once. You already spent three mana to just to get this card going. It's just, I, you, you're never going to get that mana more than back. Like, once you account for the time value of mana. Alright, uh, so this is, uh... This is an F. This is an F. Like, don't you don't touch it. It's the same as the other mana one, right? Like the mage has a mana reducing one. It just they just don't work in arena. They need to be way too synergized, and you have to like have combo-y stuff you want to do with your cards. 
Next card is Dark Alley Pact. It is a four mana shadow spell. Summon a fiend with stats equal to your hand size. Um, there's nothing special about the fiend. It's just, you know, just thing. stat. Yeah. It's just a stat stick. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. This this is one of two cards that trigger on your hand size uh, that's coming in, uh, in in this expansion. And what I like about this card is what you can do. Like, let's say you're player one. You just hero power on turn two, and then on turn four, you get a four mana six six, which more than makes up for your lack of a two drop. Because then, like we said before, like we're, when we're talking about the dormant two drops, if you don't play a two drop, your three drop eats the other two drop and then does something else. It's like kind of a really good play to not play a two drop these days because of how much better three drops are than two drops. But you generally need to like not waste your mana on turn two, right? Uh, and it's better if you can get tempo, which is why all the like two drop dormant stuff still like do things, even if they're like they they could be delayed a lot, they cannot do so much, but they're still kind of playable. So here it's kind of the same thing, where you're getting the extra tempo back on turn four by being able to get a six six on turn four. Now, on top of this, you're a warlock. You can kind of control the size of your hand. This will almost always be a overstatted uh, four drop until the very, very bitter end um, when you're like top decking. So it's just generally a good card. The downside is if you're just playing normally and you don't hero power, well, then it's a four mana four four and it sucks. So you do have to alter your game plan from normal in order to play this card and you have to be wary of playing one drops with this card um so it's a c overall it like it kind of evens itself out with its upsides and its downsides i think that's a good explanation for it okay uh next we have oops demonic assault i think Wait, what do we do with this i don't know i, I remember the score it just suddenly disappeared I don't yeah, why did it disappear? I have no idea. Anyways, uh, Demonic Assault is a B+, but this is a 4-mana spell. Deal 3 damage. Summon 2 1-3 Voidwalkers with Taunt. Uh, this is a B+, which means very good card. It just does a lot of what you want it to do. So for 4... It's a fell spell, too, by the way. For 4-mana, you deal 3 damage... You're summoning double 1-3 Voidwalkers with Taunt, and a lot of people immediately think, oh, Flanking Strike, right? Well, Flanking Strike can't go face. This can. Um, this is summoning double 1-3 Voidwalkers with Taunt instead of a single 3-3 three, three Beast. What's better most of the time? The Voidwalkers. Like, Voidwalkers. By far. Better. Like, way mm. better. Way better. Um, so this could go face. The Voidwalkers are better. The Voidwalkers have Taunt. The Voidwalkers are Demons. Uh... It just adds up such that it's like, if you thought Flanking Strike was a good card, and it is, it still is, right? But this is better. This is like real mm. good. So, B+. Yeah, don't don't underestimate the effects of 1-3 taunts. Like, think about how good, uh, like, an Annoiltron is. That's a 1-1 one, one taunt with a 1-2 taunt. These are, this is basically doubling that effect. Yep. Um, okay, next up is Shady Bartender. Shady Bartender is a 5-mana 4-4. Battlecry, give your demons plus 2 plus 2, which is freaking insane if you can get it off on more than one uh, one demon. If you can just get it off on one demon, you, you kind of got your value, right? 
So if you can get it off on multiple demons, say you play a shady bartender after a demonic assault, with those one threes becoming three fives, oh my god. Uh, that being said, if you don't got demons, this card is kind of pointless, which is why it is also tradable. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this card ends up being a D plus because while it has upside, it takes a lot to set it up and, uh, um, it's going to end up being traded quite frequently, which is not great. So... You really got to have a, a very, uh, a very uh, demony deck in order to use the, the shady bartender to its, its value. But if you do have a demon heavy deck, like this is definitely one to, like it scales so hard, right? Yep. Uh, so, yeah. I, I think D plus is fine. Okay. Next, uh, a Netheron 6 mana 8 6 demon. Cost one if your hand is full. Okay, look, that's it's probably not happening. I I I don't I don't know about that. Okay, it's a, it's a C, it's a C. It's a six mana eight six demon. Yes, which counts for something. All right, next we're on to the card that uh you you really love this one. I I love it too, but you love it even more than I do. Uh, entitled customer. It's a six mana three two battle cry. Deal damage equal to your hand size to all other minions. Um, so, yeah, okay. you can take it. So take it away. Your, your your hand size is typically like what? Like not including this card, maybe like four cards uh, playing in the modern era, maybe five cards. So it's it's pretty good, right? Six mana, deal five damage to everything, deal four damage to everything, uh, while putting a three two on the board. But what do you normally want to do right before you blow everything up? You, you, you want to like spend a turn like kind of baiting your opponent while doing other stuff with your mana, right? You just kind of want to have a slow turn. So for Warlocks, a slow turn usually means hero power, which gets you another card, or playing other cards that you happen to have that draw you other cards, right? That's like just what you would normally do. So this plays so well into it, so that you're getting these like ridiculously large blow up the entire board turns with just six mana and the next turn before playing it you can hero power two to get an extra damage if you need to because you're probably not playing this on turn six you're probably playing it on turn like you know on the later turns so not only is this almost a twisting nether for six mana but you get a free three two on the board afterwards like like this is crazy 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 good even for Warlocks that have these ridiculous board clears, this is one of the best that Warlocks have ever gotten. And so it's a, it's an A+. Plus. Like, this is almost S-tier. Once again, uh, tonight, the only cards that have gotten A+, because we have no, no actual S-tier, it's Cornelius Rome and also Ramming Mount. Uh, and then mm. now this. Uh, These are the, this is this is just a like the twisting nether is fine at eight mana, right? This is not quite twisting nether levels of power in terms of raw power, but it gets very close. You're going to be dealing six, seven damage with this card after you uh, after you set it up. Uh, maybe even eight damage. Like you might not kill absolutely everything, but it's going to take very special cards to not be killed by this. And then you get a three two on top of it. 
And you get an extra card because you've hero powered before using it. Like, this is it's it's silly. Yep. Uh that's it. Like I, I once you get to this kind of level of goodness, um yeah, I, I don't really need to argue. It's like, oh, like what what is exactly an A, what is it? is exactly an A+. Plus. Um, to me, I'm just like, ah, it feels closer to an A, but I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's crazy good. It's still really, really freaking good. I think a lot of people are going to be frustrated by this because it's one of those things where, how do you play around it? You don't, really. It's like, uh, oh, I play death all my rattles, good right. death rattles. Right. It's like, what? You yeah. weren't going to play Divine it before? Shields, death rattles. Yeah. Things um, with, like, 8-plus health. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of stuff. It's like, if you're afraid of AoE, you were going to play that anyways. It makes no difference for this thing. Uh, you're just going to get wrecked by a decent amount. And I'm sure the voice line is going to be super annoying, so it's going to tilt you off the face <laughs> of the earth. It's going to be so annoying. Uh, um, so yeah, uh, this, is, this, is one of those, this is one of those, like... I mean, it's epic, and we don't know how the offering rates are. Um, in the latest patch, epics are basically commons. Uh, but epics are traditionally rarely seen. So maybe it won't make a big impact because it doesn't get seen much. But if you get offered this card, like it totally changes the way Warlock plays because you just have this like hyper good, like giant board wipe that you're trying to play like into now. Um, whereas, because remember, you're, you're in a meta where everybody's trying to get the board, everyone's trying to do whatever, and you're Warlock, so you have a lot of board blowing up kind of like spells to begin with. So you can get everybody to play on the board like they normally do, let them all tempo out, then keep blowing them up, keep taunting up and healing yourself, and then they'll run out of cards and you won't, right? Because we're in a meta without Skullaman, so they will run out of cards, and then you will win. That is one way to do it, and Warlocks are very well set up to do that. Or, and Warlocks are also well set up to just compete in the tempo world because Warlocks have a lot of one drops and some pretty good tempo cards and they can draft very low curve because then they can hero power at any time to like extend their game in a way that other classes can't. So there's like Warlocks may not be the absolute best class for this type of meta that we're stepping into, especially because they use their health, which is kind of risky when you have uh, Battlegrounds, uh, battle whatever guard person in, in stepping in uh, to the arena, but they're very flexible in how they deal with the problem. So, which side of the warlock like archetype wins is going to be determined a lot on what Blizz what offering rates Blizzard gives um, the, the warlock cards, and this is going to be a key card. So, look at its offering rate. If it gets offered a lot, it, you may want to get some like healing, get some taunts, and try to play for the late game, um, and and just try to like wipe out your opponent's cards. Yep. Okay. Cool. That's uh that is it for Warlock. Um, they got they got some decent stuff. I I think they got enough to uh, work with. And one of the things with Warlocks is um they've always been able to capitalize on uh, a good neutral package. Like if there's mm -hmm. a good neutral package, because then they they're just like okay, we'll we'll use our class spells uh, or our class cards to remove, and then we just get like tons of value, right? So like. With them, it's like, you know, everyone can take advantage of Fungal Mancer. But Warlocks, if built in a certain way, can, like, take more advantage of something like a Fungal Mancer, right? And these, like, good snowball and neutral cards and whatever. 
Um, and then they're like, okay, we can make better use of this and we can rely on our hero power, we can rely on our class removals. And then for the meat, it's like, okay, neutrals. And, and that's always been a, a good area of strength for warlocks, like that they don't necessarily need, it's like, oh, our, our, I don't need my minions to be really, really freaking good. Um, I can just have like neutrals be pretty good. Yep, that's warlocks. All right, we're gonna wrap this up. Final video coming up with Warrior. Until then, see you guys. Bye. Welcome back to the very last part of the Lightforge podcast, Grinning Goat, United in Stormwind card preview. Pretty good. All right. Thing. Let's start. Uh, um, we have Warrior. Nah, Adwukta. He's Adwukta. We are talking about Provoke. This is Murphs. You this are is a zero mana spell that's tradable. Choose a friendly minion. Enemy minions attack it. Pretty interesting. Like I, I like uh, the design of Provoke. I also like the uh, Devouring Swarm. Was that the name for the Hunter card? The zero mana sort of like attack this, have this attack. Like, you know, have enemies um, attack this thing. Uh, so Provoke is a C. Uh, there's definitely going to be times in which you are able to uh, use it. It effectively gives your thing rush, although not in sometimes better, sometimes worse rush. Um, it's yeah. almost 1 a.m. Yes, it is. So I think that this is really interesting and in that the implications are like, Oh, um, if you give it rush, you can only attack one thing. Sometimes you only want to attack one thing. Sometimes you want to attack a lot more things. Uh, so for provoke, it's like sometimes better, sometimes worse. You got to figure it out. It is a C. Okay. Yeah. So it's like it's flipped, right? Yeah. So uh, it's it's a really interesting take on the zero mana card that gives rush. But what's what's really important about this card is not that it gives rush or it's rushing back or, or any of that. Oh God, the bugs are back. Um, it's that it's tradable. And that's that's so huge with a zero mana card like Provoke. This one's not even like that Hunter one where you get like card advantage back or anything when you play it in a certain way. This one gets you nothing, it's just rush. And rushes don't get you a lot of card advantage. So if you ever need something else besides it, and it's like later in the game especially, you can just trade it away by paying one mana and get a real card back. And that makes this like an actual card that you can put into your deck. Because without it, you can't put this card in your deck. Yeah, it's a little and, bit too situational. Uh, yep. Yeah. And so it's a it's a C, mostly because of that tradable tag. Yep. If so it's that it, Yeah. If it's not useful, or if you just top deck it and you top deck and you're like, all right, you know what? Back back in you go. Uh, there yes. you go. I'm just gonna always trade you. At this point and that's fine uh, all right okay next up is shiver their timbers exclamation point it's one mana deal two damage to a minion if you control a pirate deal five instead this is a b it's like a solid b because one mana for two damage we've said this before it's not good it's fine, it's fine. like yeah it's it's fine um one mm -hmm. mana for five damage to a minion that's insane that's like so freaking good uh there are yeah. pirates like as there are a lot of pirates. there are a lot of pirates actually and uh and you just have to control it so and this is just a one mana card so you can play it all on the same turn yeah 
and you're getting a lot of tempo with this one. So this is uh, a solid B. It's it's quite good. Next card is a Harbor Scamp. Uh, it is a speaking of pirates, two mana, two two pirate battle cry, draw a pirate. Um, that's pretty good. You just need more pirates in the deck. But once once again, like you, there there are pirates. There's like neutral pirates as well, um, and there's also just like pretty strong pirates generally uh, in mm -hmm. Warrior. So that's nice. Yeah. This one's a, a C plus. Mm -hmm. It's still just a two mana two two. It's not fully on curve, but uh, the draw is nice. The draw is quite nice. Next we have Cargo Guard. Uh, this is a three mana two four pirate. At the end of your turn, gain three armor. The armor matters, and the problem is three mana two four. We can talk <laughs> about that for a long time. Yeah. But this okay. So you always gain the three armor. You could keep gaining the armor. Like, if this thing survives, you could keep Forever. gaining the armor. Forever. Like, it could happen. And if you keep on gaining that armor, uh, that value is super good. At the end of the day, it's a C. Like, a 3-mana 2-4 is really crappy. But It's a D. Yeah. Um, but this... So, this armor... Yeah. Like, if you think of how much gaining health or, like, armor gets you, this armor has pushed it up, like, 30 points, essentially, into a tier C yep so all right yeah next up is heavy plate so heavy plate we're, we're we're seeing the bottom here this is the worst tradable card in the game it is a three mana tradable card that says gain eight armor i can't believe it still costs three mana to gain eight armor in this day and age but but that's how these cards roll uh in the arena this is freaking terrible you're also a warrior, so you can just gain armor by using your hero power. Uh, you, you just you almost always want to trade it, and uh, it's a D. There, there, you can't like and, like if it's it, it almost just says tradable. Like the card itself is so bad and will be so be so rarely used that uh, that yeah, this is a D. You could use it some like the thing is. Uh, here's part of the reason why it's like a d like like when you need it you like really need it uh and then you can always trade it away right so it's always got that like bonus on top of it so you really should look at it as a tradable card that has a niche mm -hmm. use rather than yeah. a card that is tradable this is like the opposite it is you are trading this and sometimes when you get it you're like holy shit i really need this mm -hmm. <laughs> so um that's but once again like when you need eight armor but like so rarely do you really need eight armor and you're not like losing already and you're gonna die anyway you know like this has to be like post stabilization somehow and you have the card advantage but 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 you really need armor really quickly anyway somehow like it's it's such a small chance because otherwise you can just hero power your way up yeah uh so that's where it is okay Next, we have Stormwind Freebooter. Uh, this is another it's a pirate. pirate. It's a three mana, three, three. Battlecry, give your hero plus two attack this turn. You just, like, get it. That's good. That's nice. Yeah, um, yeah. so this is a B. Like, solid B. It's a solid B. Um, the problem is, like, three mana, three, three is just not a good stat line. Like, it's just really not. But th and, this like, card... what's this doing not giving your hero plus two attack every turn? Yeah, huh? right. Huh? 
I thought that's where the game design was going now with all these Druid cards. Like, Druid gets a 4-4 rush that gives plus 3 attack every turn. This just gets plus 2 attack one turn and doesn't even have rush. Like, what? What, what, what is this? Um, it's, it's still B, it's still overpowered, but it's just not, like, Druid levels of overpowered. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next we have Remote Controlled Golem. Remote Controlled Golem is a 4-mana, 3-6. After this takes damage, shuffle 2 Golem parts into your deck. So every time it takes damage, shuffle 2 Golem parts. When drawn, when the Golem part is drawn, summon a 2-1 mech. So it's like the squirrel, almost. Yes. It's like it's, another it's squirrel. It's pretty much a squirrel, but it's a 4-drop, which makes it much better. So it's it's a C. It's like a high C, but it's not quite a C plus because these two one mechs really don't do that much, just like the squirrels really don't do that much. They're like a nice little bonus to have, um, but they don't like push it up even from a C to a C plus. It pushes it up from very bottom of the C to almost a C plus. Alright. Next we have Cowardly Grunt. Cowardly Grunt is a 6-mana, six 6-2. Six Death Rattle, summon a minion from your deck. So, exactly what is, like, a 6-2 a worth? That's, like, 3-mana? Yeah. yeah. It's, mm-hmm. like, 3 Pretty mana. much 3-mana. Yeah, it's pretty much 3-mana. Um, and Death Rattle, summoning a minion from your deck, on average, you're getting, like... Four, 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 four? yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so this ends up being like a C. Uh, this ends yeah. up being like a C. You're pulling something. You could pull something decent, and if you you could pull something not great, terrible. Yeah. Like, why are you taking this chance if you're a good player? It's super, super random. So um, it's not unpickable. That's the thing. It's not like yeah. unpickable. It's a it's, it's a, a low C. C. It's, like, it's, it's a, a low C. Card. Yeah, it yeah, is a curve card. That's the thing. Like, if you pick this. Can you play it on six, um, and yeah. and being like somewhat satisfied sometimes? Yeah, you, you can, and you can high roll. You can actually mm-hmm. high roll too. So it's a low C. I, you're not happy. Once again, C's in your deck are below average cards, um, yes. but sometimes you will have to take them. Yeah. All right. Finally, we get to the legendary Lothar. Lothar is a seven mana ten uh, seven seven. At the end of your turn, attack a random enemy minion. If it dies, gain plus three, plus three to make it a 10 10. Um, so, yeah, uh, that means the turn you play it, it's attacking a random enemy minion. So, you should make sure it doesn't, like, one, that it kills the enemy, and two, that it doesn't die. But also, it means every turn afterwards, this thing essentially gets two attacks. Because you can attack, and then at the end of the turn, it'll just attack an enemy again. And then it keeps gaining health. So it just kind of doesn't die. Yeah, it just kind of keeps gaining attack. And we can think of all these scenarios in which it's awkward, sure. Um, The vast majority of the times, oh god, it it is going to dominate (laughs) and force uh, people to deal with it. So it is an A. Um, It is an A. uh, And once again, right, like, you see a theme. A's, like, have the potential to high roll kind of do something immediately as well um and i'm not saying if 
like in order to be an A, you have to do this. But that's just sort of where the game is now. Like, yeah. what are the best cards? They do something immediately. They have the potential to high roll. Um, they just give you more than you're supposed to get. Uh, and they do something perhaps a little bit unique sometimes as well. Uh, so that's, I mean, you look at... Because, like, they up. can make a card, like, a 2-mana 5-5 five five that would maybe be an A. But, like, they don't want to do that. That's that's hurting the game in, in ways that they don't want to get to. So what you end up with is that the best cards are always these kinds of cards, right? Yeah. Alright. Well, I mean, that's that's the warrior package. You're looking at this, like, really good legendary card. Um, and then some, like decent-ish other cards. There's not... I feel like we're spoiled with Warrior because Warriors always get these ridiculously good cards, especially these ridiculously good weapons, and that is very much missing from this. This is the expansion, right? That everybody gets a weapon. Well, classes get two weapons. Classes that don't get weapons get weapons. And Warrior, the weapon class, does not get a weapon. So, it's... It's a bit disappointing, and I think, I mean, warriors really need their cards, right? Their hero power is nothing, so this is gonna be, it's gonna be a little, uh, a little iffy. Now, on the other hand, the uh, the the, the meta is gonna be super favorable to warriors because warriors and, and it really any weapon using class have a, a lot of just like tempo and ability to use uh, to use their their face in order to get extra tempo, which really fits in with what this meta is trying to do. So. And warriors also have that warpath and uh, dragon roar combo that was so deadly in the past. So I'm not sure what it'll do in this meta, um, but it's it's a it's a potential if uh, if other cards support it and if the offering not support it to to have that going again. So I, I wouldn't say warrior is like going to do poorly necessarily, but at least this set in particular is is very sad to see uh, for for people who like playing warriors. Yep. Uh, that's kind of where we're at. Okay. You've all seen the cards. Uh, we have seen a decent amount of, like, once we got into the class cards, decent amount of A's and A pluses for a set. But for neutrals, ooh, that's not, you know, th th we are not um, looking at Barons, which had watch posts, right? And you immediately mm -hmm. are just like, oh, man, neutrals. You got to watch out for this. <laughs> uh you know, the neutrals really uh, kind of impact and carry a meta significantly. Yep. So you're looking at the Battlemaster. The Battlemaster is going mm -hmm. to be the car that is going to influence a lot of games. Um, and then past that, really, like for neutrals, what? Uh, Adukta thinks it's going to be Traveling Merchant. I think mm -hmm. it's going to be stuff like uh, the... Um, what was it? The Stormwind Guard and also like the Cheesemonger. And then after that, I think mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, you know, we go down a decent amount, right? So, yeah. yeah, these are the neutrals in the new set. And are you going to look towards neutrals in the older, older sets? No, you shouldn't. Like, you definitely should not. Those are uh, not going to be like of the same power level. We've seen the Dark Moon Fair stuff. Um, so that's pretty, pretty familiar um and you do have the dirigible you have like the claw machines but once again we're we're used to that stuff by now and the stuff that yeah. left super duper powerful you were used to all of that initiative 
uh, you were used to. Like, what is a dirigible? It's like a BB plus, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like it's like we look at it as a really good card, but it's not like the the like best card or whatever, and we don't really view it as that. Like we view Claw Machine as like probably an A. So Claw Machine is going to be the same as the Battleground Battlemaster in terms of uh, in terms of its like general power level. Um, but Claw Machine, we always described it as like the most fair A card. Yeah, uh, yeah. Battlemaster is not a fair A card. It is a spiky A card. Um, and you're going to hate it way more than you hate Claw Machine. Um, it's just, it's, it's, it's meta warping. Um, but yeah, this overall, the supporting cast, it's not like there's an A and then there's a bunch of B pluses. It's like there's an A and there's one like low B plus slash maybe not B plus for Murps. And then you have a bunch of Bs, which are, and, and Bs are like at best dirigible. So they're not like they're meta impacting, and that they're going to be in the meta, but they're not like to, like they're not winning you games single handedly for the most part. Um, they're just like really, really good supporting premium cards. So we're we're here. We're we're going to have this interesting battle master led meta uh, compared to where we were before. And I like I do really like that they uh, got rid of uh, Ashes of Outlands and. Uh, Skull of Man's Academy, just to give this a, a very new feel. And the new feel, I think it works very well with United in, uh, in Stormwind's uh, neutral cards, at least, that are coming in. Okay. Um, that's it. I hope you guys uh, are looking forward to playing this. I think the meta will, will look very, very different. Um, it'll just be healthier, period, to get rid of all of that initiative i'm not saying the upcoming meta will be healthier than it was before i'm just saying it is in general healthier to get rid of that much initiative there is a difference okay don't come to me afterwards and be like merps you said the meta was going to be better i have no idea because blizzard controls the meta i don't know mm -hmm. when you're getting slammed by shadow priests because of the macro adjust i don't know like <laughs> none of us can can predict uh, and it is very possible that they're just like, you know what, let's make Shadow Priest a thing in the arena. They can absolutely do that. Uh, but I can't... We will all be sad if they did that. I, I cannot predict any such thing. Uh, but yeah. All right. So I want to give one last shout out to our patrons at patreon.com slash grinninggoat. Top patrons for the month, RV Night Train, Yin... 15 Gold Cringe, Eric L, Aaron LS, Dan F, Kurova, REG, 4P, and Brand New. Thank you guys once again for helping us keep the light on at the Light Forge Podcast. And with that, we are signing off. We did not hit eight hours. This was relatively quick, actually. Go us. Yeah. Uh, have a good night, everyone. This is Adwikta. This is Murps. Bye. Enjoying the Light Forge? 
For the full rundown on Hearthstone Arena draft strategy, card review, and arena gameplay, follow us on YouTube, Twitter, or twitch.tv at ADWCTA. Support the podcast by sharing us with your friends and family, or become a patron at patreon.com slash grinning goat. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next week.